Yeah, that's the definitely. thing for me. It's like people were catching, like he caught the ball and you were the defender. <laughs> and you did not tackle him is what that says. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 76 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy. Y'all got any AKAs for yourself today? What's good? Uh, just AKA Keys. That's it today. Sam, AKA clamping your fly route. All right. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. Look, we are going to get into the DBs this week. We're doing our consensus rankings like the past two episodes. We have all ranked the safeties and corners in the league and done a consensus total ranking. Our number one is a surprise to probably nobody. Nobody. No way. No. Yeah, it's a surprise <laughs> to probably nobody. But of course, Jalen Ramsey with a combined score of three, which means all three of us ranked him as the number one defensive back in the league. Definitely. Easily. Pretty easy. easy. Pretty, pretty easy. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has been that dude. You know, the, some things that stuck out to me about Jalen, I, I ain't going to lie, is that Jalen actually gives up a good amount of the targets thrown his way. I like mean, I 59% think it, of, t- of the time that he's targeted, he gives up a completion. I think it's those uh, those underneath routes, you know, where someone probably catches him because he doesn't really other than like, you know, the tail end of the season last year where he was giving up big plays, you know, obviously Mike Evans and the Super Bowl and stuff. He doesn't normally you won't get a big play on him. So I'm guessing it's like, you know, underneath routes. Maybe if they drop into a zone, it's probably Maybe they count it because it's behind them, but it's it's near his zone or something. You know what I mean? Going yeah, off that, I want to ask y'all a quick question. What's uh, just like, what did y'all value the most in terms of what you were prioritizing when ranking when ranking a lot of these people? Because with cornerbacks and safeties, there's a lot of different sort of roles they're playing on their different teams, and things like completion percentage, most interceptions tackles there's a bunch of different things you could factor in for for like what you care about most and since we all had Jalen Ramsey number one and Anthony brings up the completion percentage things there's something that y'all value in his game that makes you look past that is the reason why he's still your number one for right now uh for me I think it's because I've watched Jalen over and I'm a Miami fan so I saw him while he's at FSU just him being able to play the best receiver consistently because there's situations where uh, there's there's dudes on this list that aren't always following the best receiver. It's because their whole unit on the defense is collectively better. Jalen on the back end, his unit on the back end is not collectively better to where it's like, okay, we can afford for you not to go follow the best dude. Essentially, if he doesn't follow the best dude, that other corner on the other side is going to get bullied. So I think it's, it's that... He's physical. He tackles. I wish he actually, the only knock I have on Jalen is like his hands when the ball is like in front of him. He has some weird, like he, he'll jump around and then like he'll tip the ball. And I'm like, bro, like you could have just picked it. It would have been great. But I think overall how, how he breaks on the ball, pass breakups, uh, his, his physicality with the receivers, because he's a bigger corner. So he gets physical with guys. Like the only people he's not getting physical with, is like those big specimens of like Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins, like bigger dudes where it's like, all right, this is kind of, I can't bully you essentially or get super physical because maybe I give up something. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good point. The following aspect is big because a lot of teams will play zone 
and guys really won't have to follow. But even when the Rams kind of want to play zone, Jalen Ramsey is still following his Jaylen guy. Ramsey and, like, that's his say. <laughs> yeah, that's his say, right? But I think it's also big that like, he doesn't give up a lot of big plays or touchdowns. So I, the things I looked at a lot, uh, of course, interceptions, pass breakups, uh, fumbles, forced fumbles, recoveries, et cetera. But I really got into the advanced stats for most of these guys. So it's like how much when you're targeted, do they complete? How many touchdowns do you give up? And how many yards are you giving up per reception that you give up? Right. And that was it. And those were big for me. It kind of caused me to look at safeties a little bit different because the yards per reception for safeties are so much higher. It's different too because some of them are getting thrown in the slot. They're getting they're either going out alone to match up in the tight end with the slot or picking them up off the line. So it's, it's different and and you gotta think probably when the offensive doing that it's probably for a big play like when they're dropping uh-huh. and they have three wideouts out or it's trips. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we can start with our second and third, and that's the first tie that we have coming up. Is it two and three? And it's not even between two corners or two safeties. It's one corner, one safety. And tied at nine points for both of them is J.C. Jackson with now the Chargers and Kevin Byard with the Titans, the safety. Kevin, let's Kevin's talk been about making it. noise, bro. Kevin, been yeah, making- let's talk about it. Who are you <laughs> taking this upcoming season, J.C. Jackson or Kevin Byard? I had J.C. Jackson as my number two. So for me, I'm taking J.C. Jackson just based off last year being number one in pass defended and then the the last two years being number two in interceptions. I think he's just shown consistency uh, in pass coverage that makes me put him – and I feel like he's – like going back to what we were talking about with Jalen, a lot of the times guarding the best receiver on the team – and it's really kind of a toss-up between what do you value the most, like the the hard-hitting kind of like center field, playing safety that's kind of all over the field, covering the slot, playing zone, playing a little man, guarding big tight ends. Watching some of the Kevin Bayard versus George Kittle footage from, from this past year while I was researching this was really fun, but I had J.C. Jackson as my number two just based off of the – uh, lead leading in passes defended and just being number two in picks the last two years. I had, had him comfortably as number two for those kind of reasons. You know who got the most picks? I think it's from like 2018. Don't get no recognition. Missed the last season. Or I think it's like 2017 maybe. It's Marcus Peters. I think he's leading everybody still in picks. Yo, I think I actually ranked Marcus Peters the highest out of everybody on this on this day. Yeah, so I had him but- 14. Yeah, Peters, he he bro, he's gonna grab the ball. But I think with Kevin Byard, I've just seen him do it for so long. And if you really think about that Tennessee team, I can't really name like I can name dudes because I watch football. But other than Jeffrey Simmons and Handry, the left out or I think he plays right outside linebacker. He's on one of the outsides on opposite of Bud Dupree. I can't really name that many people on that team, like defensively, you know. So it's really just him. He's been consistent for them. Much like how, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is, he's not by himself, but he's been Mr. Consistent for the Saints. I feel like that's what you get with Kevin Byard. And he, I think he's a great ball hawk. He gets a lot of tackles. I think that's where J.C. Jackson, he'll force fumbles. Like, he'll poke out the ball. But he, he, you will get away from him if, like, you catch the ball and he's the person that got to tackle you. Interesting, interesting. 
look. But safety safety wise is definitely Bayard number one. So I think whether it's two or three, it doesn't matter. But safety wise, number one, I think it's Bayard. Yeah, undeniably Bayard is our number one safety. It's not close. Uh, I I I took JC second as well. And the thing that stuck out for me a ton is that JC was targeted a bunch last year, like 106 times, and he gave up less than 50% of the time. Like, that's probably the lowest of every single player on this list, is that the reception rate was 49% against JC Jackson. Everybody else is well above 50. Like, we talked about Jalen Ramsey at 60% damn near. Like, they are throwing the ball JC's way, and dudes is not getting it. They are not getting you think, it. You think it's a benefit though? Remember when Gilly had that MVP season with Belichick? Like he 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 gets the corners to just produce at an insane level, and then like you know, is he gonna do replicate that same thing? I feel like with the Chargers, I don't even think he's gonna get thrown at. To be honest, I feel like people are gonna go, okay, I'm gonna bully the other corner and not throw at JC because. They're going to have a pass rush. and make, some, I feel like some of those balls are going to be off quick moves, like quick routes where it's like, okay, like they got a pass rush. Let's get them. Yeah, but we ain't seen him sans Belichick yet, really. So I'm going to give him his flowers for what he's done. Like being yeah, targeted a hundred plus times and giving up less than 50% of the time is ridiculous. And he gave up half as many touchdowns as Bayern. Yeah. Those two things, those two things put him over the top for me. And get him in our second spot. Like it seems like he'll be two. Byer will be three. Isn't a two one vote here? All right. I guess two one. It is a two one <laughs> vote here. Uh, number four, however, and this bothered me, yo. Well, let's Uh-oh. talk about this. Marshawn Lattimore was on number four. Total score of fifteen points. You have him at three. Sam has him at four, and I have him at like eight. And I thought eight was generous. Y'all got to convince me on why Marshawn Lattimore is that far up. Look, Marshawn will give up a big play here and there. I feel like with a lot of these corners, uh, we're going to get in. Once we get past like the the Jalen Ramseys and J.C. Jacksons of the world, we're going to get into a lot of boomer bust conversations with corners. Uh, High interception rate versus high completion rate and while Marshawn Lattimore is prone to give up a big play here and there, I feel like those things get over-focused on when, when those things are a product of, like, one play or two in a game, you know, not going the Saints' way, not going his way. Whereas, like he said, he has just been consistent lockdown defender on a lockdown defense for the last couple of years. And, and like we said with Jalen Ramsey, constantly seeking out the best matchup and following sort of the best put, receiver. He put the best dudes in a, in a chokehold. My bad. Big, he put the best dudes in a chokehold. I think we're sort of on the, the same page with this and that sort of the biggest thing that sticks out with, to me when thinking about Marshawn Lattimore is just constantly clamping Mike Evans, constantly making things a problem for that division. Good receivers like Calvin Ridley, when they come to play the Saints, having to work for every yard against Marshawn Lattimore. And even though like the, the interception numbers are a little bit down, I think the other things he brings to the game kind of factor in me thinking he's still top five tier corner. Okay. Yeah. I think he will get out physical though. That's the thing. Like, you know, the bigger receivers, like that's where Mike gets them. Like the bus get in the red zone, 
Brady, even Jameis, were like, all right, well, we know we can still throw at Mike in the red zone with Marshawn on him, you know? It's just in that regard, he doesn't have that much room as he would if they're at like the 30 yard line and got to drive all the way down. But I think he's he's exceptionally well. Uh, he's always benefited from having a really good defense. I will say that, though, he normally he's like, I'd say probably like Tredavious White in the in the aspect of like I have other people with me. Like, you know, his secondary is normally pretty solid around him. The pass rush with Cam Jordan is insane. So he does benefit from having, a, I would say, a whole unit and a great defensive coordinator. But now his defense coordinator is about to be the head coach. Things are going to switch. I still think he's going to be consistent, though. Yeah, okay. I think that this is a player that's living a lot off legacy right now. I'm not saying that he can't produce next season, but, like, where'd y'all rank Trayvon Diggs? Hold on. Where'd you rank Trayvon Diggs? It's very low. Yeah, I put him at 21. 21. Why? I I would take Marcus Peters healthy over him. Uh I had... Denzel Ward was an iffy one, but everybody before him, I feel like, is people I would take over. What about his game made you like, or like the numbers he put up made you put him at 21? Uh, I feel like he has what a lot of Marcus Peters did early on is like, yo, I'm going to get caught, but I'm going to make a play on the ball. But those times where you get caught, like I I think about the Tim Patrick, the catch where uh, Teddy Bridgewater drops drops in the breadbasket over him. And I'm like, bro, like, you don't got nobody on the other side of you where you can really be like, okay, you know, like, I can give that up every so often. Yo, this bothered me so much, bro, because Trayvon Diggs' season was worlds better than Marshawn Lattimore. People were like, Marsha, like Tra- Trayvon Diggs gives up too many yards, et cetera, because he's getting He give up all he wants. He's getting interceptions. Yo, Tra- Trayvon Diggs only gave up, like, 70 less yards, 70 more yards than Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Anthony. Lattimore gave up 13 and a half res- yards per reception. Trayvon Diggs gave up 16.8. But in that world, why did Tray to you, why did Trayvon Diggs not have a better season than Jalen Ramsey? Uh well, because of the like you, how many yards you give up, how a, how often better. they catch against you, etc. Right? Like that's why I want to compare Marshawn Lattimore to Trayvon Diggs because they were both giving up a bunch of yards per play. Marshawn Lattimore targeted 106 times, gave up 61 catches. That's 57.5% of the time. Trayvon Diggs targeted 103 times, gave up 54 catches. That's 52% of the time. But he had 11 picks. Who's the best receiver in the uh, NFC lease? Uh, Terry McCoy. Scary Terry. Right. So the best receiver you see is Scary Terry, who is mm-hmm. great. Let's get that right, right? Marshawn Lattimore sees Mike Evans, Facts. Chris Godwin, DJ Moore is not no bum. Mm-hmm. Then you turn around when Calvin Ridley's healthy and not gambling. You got to deal with that. That, but that don't matter for last year. Uh, I, I it don't. You, it don't. I feel like, the, like I, I, the, I just feel like the competition level. Like you know who. Who I think about when I think about that doesn't face that much competition in their receiver room as the opposition is like Julian Alexander. I think he's 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 exceptional. But then I always look at like, damn, like you only go see the Twin Devils in Minnesota to go cover them. Marshawn Lattimore is very good. Don't get don't don't get me wrong, but like, but that's a good point. You could be living. Yeah, off I think of he's it. living off right it. I'm not, saying you, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm also saying I know what that man will do against elite people. 
And then the fact of, I don't know what Javon Diggs will do against, if he if you had to go stack him, say you switch spots, would Diggs get 11 interceptions with the Saints? If they let him play his style, like, that, that's the thing. The Saints have to be willing to let him play his style of gambling. Then, yeah, that's possible. But the Cowboys have empowered him to gamble. Oh, yeah, they saying, bro, yeah, gamble. Because you, you, can, you can just change a game. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like you know, Marshawn Lattimore gave up three more touchdowns than uh Trayvon Diggs, too. Probably they were. I bet you a majority of uh Lattimore's were in the red zone. Okay, I, I look, I, th- I, I'm giving you, I bet you his look, were in the red zone. People were like, All right, we're gonna throw I was just you. bothered. That's all. I'm gonna let it go. I was just bothered. <laughs> at five, we have AJ Terrell. I actually really like this. Like, he's an absolute ball. Kind of high for the young Yo, dude. that's, I think you had him at eight. So did Sam. Yeah, I had him at but eight. But AJ Terrell's season was ridiculous for me. I had him up at like three or four. Like, this, this dude is nuts. He also had a 50% completion rate on him with 86 targets. Only gave up three touchdowns. He gave up less than 10 yards a catch. Like, but they play more zone than man in Atlanta, don't they? Yeah, but is the talent really there in Atlanta for you to be like, oh, that's covering up for oh. him? So he, yeah, he, no. he got, no, he got to, he got, to, uh, he got an old dude on the other side of him that's no bum. I didn't say he was a bum. I know he ain't get no. No, I'm saying, uh, what's his face? I can't think of his, his name. It's Casey Hayward, I think. Yeah, it's Casey Hayward on the other side of him in Atlanta. He's not no bum. So having two consistent corners, I feel like definitely helps. But I get the whole Atlanta team, other than him, Greg Jarrett and Deion Jones is abysmal. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked him up there. I think he has a, he had a ball out season. He was at 19, only four points under Marshawn Lattimore. Six, we have a tie for six and seven. I don't know why our ties keep being between corners and safeties. Yeah, it's not corner and corner, bro. It's corner and safety, yeah. which is bogus. I mean, when I did my <laughs> list, right, like I had to, I like started ranking the uh, the corners first. Then I started ranking the safeties and then trying to compare where I'd slide the safeties into my list and move other people down. So we got Xavier Howard at 21 from the Dolphins and Derwin James at 21 as well from the chargers like this one was big for me i i don't feel as strongly here but who would y'all be taking out of the xavier howard derwin james matchup i had derwin james higher and i will say that just based off of going in and watching some of the film watching the highlights derwin james is one of the hardest hitting people on this list i would say that just from what i watched uh, Kevin Bayard, by far the hardest hitter on this list. But after that, I would say the next two for me, just off you know, eye test, were Derwin James uh, and there was uh, Harrison Smith from the from the Vikings. But all just really hard. <laughs> and I think him being paired with J.C. Jackson is going to be fun as shit, honestly, coming up. So Yes, I'll tell you I'm looking, junior too. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I think for me, uh, I'm taking Xavier Howard. I like corners that can play the ball, even though I didn't give Trevon Diggs any love. I think unlike Diggs, he can play zone and man. You know what I mean? So he's not like he only can play his way, essentially. Like where, hey, I got to gamble. Like, no, he, he doesn't have to gamble. He can sit, stay with the best of them. But he also doesn't see anybody other than Diggs every year at receiver. And he does have Byron Jones on the other side of him. But I think with Derwin, the only thing is just health. 
Like he's he he I'd put him over Kevin Byard if he had been healthy this whole time. I think I would easily put him over Byard if he was healthy this whole time. And but it's just health is his biggest downfall. I feel like that's the nobody. I don't think there's a tight end that's gonna make him look bad, other than maybe Kelsey. There's not no receiver that's gonna catch him in the slot and abuse him like that. Where like they're fully just gonna devour him if he gets in the slot. You can move him around, unlike Jamal Adams, where you're like, hey, like, what do we, what best works for you? Derwin, the versatility, speed, how uh, Sam said he can hit, he's a heavy hitter. He play, he plays the ball, too. Like, you're not just throwing at him and he won't grab it. So, All right. I'm, I'm rocking with it. I I ranked Xavier Howard higher. And, like, yeah, so, like, the tie would go to Xavier Howard. But, man... The the fact that during James only gave up a single touchdown last season is insane. Scary. Yeah, it's insane. He gave up one <laughs> touchdown, and I and I want to be like, yo, he gave it one touchdown. Xavier Howard gave up six of them. He should take it. But Xavier Howard just kind of fills up the stat sheet altogether. Like he scored a touchdown. He had Crazy. three more interceptions. He had a sack last year. Like he, he had two forced fumbles and two recoveries. Like just like his overall impact on just changing the game Impressive. is just different. It's just different. I think. I think Derwin's is like that. I just think he's been the focal point by himself, and much like how Xavier Howard has, but Xavier has someone on the other side of him. Derwin, it's Bosa, but Bosa's kind of nicked up sometimes. And I just, I really wish the Ravens would have got him last year when they were talking about getting him. Oh boy, I would have lost my fucking mind if they paired him. Marcus Peters and Marlo, uh-huh. that would have been insane. Ungodly to try to throw against them. All right. All right. Uh, next, next at eight, we got Tredavious White combined score of thirty three. So like that's the biggest gap and jump we have is between seven and eight. He only played eleven games last season, and I was surprised that like all of us still kind of felt that even though he had only played eleven games last year, he needed to be up here. Dude was insane. In those eleven games, he gave up no touchdowns. That like small dude, but you ain't you ain't gonna bully him. Like he was nice. He gave no touchdowns. He had a fumble, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, had half a sack. Like the numbers were there for like extrapolating on what he could have done in a whole season instead. I liked it a lot. I had him up pretty high. It doesn't seem like we have a lot to talk about there. Number nine is an interesting one for me. And that's where we got Tyron Matthew uh, combined score 39. You know what stuck out to me the most? Is that like this dude kind of is a problem for the quarterback, like getting to the quarterback. Like, I didn't even really think about it like that. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. He had like five pressures, a couple QB hits. He, of course, had like a sack, three fumble recoveries, like three interceptions, a defensive touchdown, like playmaker, playmaker. He's dangerous when he drops down in the box or in the slot because he blitzes from the slot, too. It's kind of crazy. He does give up 69% of the passes thrown at him, though, which is kind of wild. I mean, he's he's a smaller dude, and I don't think he's that fast. So, like, you cup that with – he's you got to think uh, Cooper Cup being the slot, Devontae Adams a bigger dude to be in the slot. You see these bigger dudes in the slot, and some of them have speed. He's definitely going to get hit, and you're paired with Sorison over the top. Probably ain't that much help. Yeah, I think – I had him in – okay, yeah, we all had him – 
This is actually something that's really, really interesting here. This was kind of one of the more situations where only one of us ranked a lot of players. Like a lot of players only had one person rank them, but everybody ranked Tyron Matthew, which ended up putting him where he's at. But none of us had him ranked above 10. Like that's the thing. None of us thought he was a top 10 defensive back in the league, but since we all ranked him, he ends up at nine. There's just so many of these guys. That makes sense. Like, there's just so many. I had a dog over him, too. Yeah, no, you had him at 13. I had him at 13 as well. You had him at 14. I had him at 13. Sam had him at 12. 12, 13, 14 is where we all had him. None of us thought he was top 10, but he makes top 10 because he's just ranked by everybody. All right, number 10. Like that. Oh, what's up? That route that AB hit him with in the Super Bowl. I'm willing to bet AB's not hitting that route on Derwin James. Okay. I mean, I'm willing, I'm damn sure willing to bet Derwin James breaks that shit up. Yo, at 10, at 10, we got our first Raven. Marlon Humphreys gets it in at 10. Disrespectful. Yo, I don't think so, Crazy. man. I saw, you ranked him all the way up at six, and I was like, boy, finally you show us some unreasonable love to your Ravens because you have not been ranking them that, high until now. <laughs> that, that was I feel like that wasn't no love. I feel like people bring up, yes, he had a he did have a setback last year when he normally doesn't, but you gotta think the whole defense was depleted. And he's essentially having to line up against the best person every, in and out, which he, he does normally do, but he normally we will throw him in the slot. Marcus Peters would be on the outside. You know what I mean? There's no – so I think it was just a bad year. I expect him to go back to the year prior. He's going to get fumbled. Forced, he forces a lot of fumbles. He fruit punches a lot of people. He's exceptional everywhere. And I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if they start blitzing him more. Yeah, honest. man. He gave up six touchdowns in 12 games. That was not it for me. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. It was, that was I, not it for me. You said it's not it for you, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I'm a Raven. It wasn't Look, it for me. You had to break the six. He gave, he gave up a touchdown in 50% of the games he played in. And you had him all the way in six. I was like, bro, bro I mean... I respect it as a Raven because you're the Ravens fan, but damn, what was that love for like Lamar? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, he gonna gonna be better this year for sure. All right, at eleven we had Kenny Moore the second, and this is interesting. Sam had him at fourteen, you had him at seventeen, I had him at. 15 and this is kind of one of those situations where we all had him in there and Kenny Moore was kind of a guy that I kept moving him down for other people when he was in my top 10 at first which is kind of what got him there like dude's numbers are shockingly good for not being talked about at all which might be because he plays for the Colts he plays for the Colts and then I think he only really plays in the slot I don't think he's a dude that plays outside the numbers like that and he also is small as shit so it is understandable okay yeah, four interceptions, 13 pass breakups, a sack, a forced fumble. He did give up 66.9% of his catches. I mean, percent of his targets. But he got targeted 121 times. Like, Jesus. He was working. He this was working. Man, but he only gave up yeah, the slot. He only gave up 9.4 yards of uh, reception. He's a slot. He's a slot corner. He and now he's gonna have Gilly on the other side of him, or over the like on the opposite side. 
playing outside, so I expect to see him in the slot so much to where he's not even worried about going out wide anymore. Okay. Anthony, do you know what league average is for, like, yards per catch given up? I don't have the average for the entire league. I do have, like, the numbers for most of the guys that we ranked. Well, I have the numbers for all the guys in our top 20 that weren't hurt significantly last year. So, like, 9.4, how does it rank compared to some of the guys we've talked about? 9.4 is, like, by far maybe the lowest or second lowest. Highest. They're lowest, but highest. Person. Yeah, like Denzel Ward got nine point three. He's below him. AJ Terrell was nine point seven, just above him. Like that's why, like when Jalen Ramsey was ten point eight, I was like, it's not that crazy actually. Like uh, especially for the way and who Jalen plays against. Like there, I think those are the only people under him. Nine point three, also a Dory Jackson, but I don't think a Dory Jackson made our final list. He was on my list. I don't think he was on anybody else's list. I mean, I didn't put him on my list, but I wouldn't be surprised with Wink Martindale if he has some un—he has an ungodly season this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all should not have given. I would. Up I would actually don't even get me started, big dog. Kept Greg Roman. Yeah, like Wink had like one of the best defenses every single year that he was there, besides like last year, and then y'all were like, "Nah, get this bum out of here, bro." I don't even use the Ravens' offensive playbook. Oh, man, that's how bad that shit is. <laughs> okay, it's a damn video game, and I don't use that playbook. That should let you know everything that needs to be done. Okay. <laughs> All right, 12, we had Darius Slay, big play Slay. Like, I like Darius Slay. I yeah. had him relatively, I think I had him the lowest out of all of us. You had him the highest, Keith at 10, Sam at 16, me at 20. Dog. I, Dog. I mean, Stop. shit. Darius Slay, I mean, he ain't bad. He's getting older, though, I think. It's, I think next year, this this following year, is probably going to be his last really good year for that corner. I he doesn't like. tackle a lot. That's what I didn't like about him. They got him down to 20. He had oh, 52 that's, combined but that's, that's, always, that's always been the thing with corners, though. Corners, they just don't hit hard. They can't wrap up. And that's why Jay, like Jalen, for how big he is and how good he is, and like he's that great of a corner, for him to tackle as good as he does. Dude, Kenny Moore insane. had 102 tackles. Like small ass, yeah. Like crazy. Jadavius White had more tackles in eleven games than Darius Slay had in sixteen. Like I, I, he don't tackle. Like I, I get like corners don't tackle in general, but for a corner, he don't tackle. But you gotta think. So what if he's not in the slot like Kenny Moore is? What if he's only out wide and then they're not throwing at him? So the play's the opposite end. You see plays like that where. Somebody from the opposite side ain't chasing Yeah, I mean, down. that's true. I mean, Slay was targeted 85 times, uh, gave up 50 catches. That's a 58.8% completion percentage against him. He only has two more but, combined but to, tackles than like, catches he gave up. That's not okay. That's, yeah, that number is the one that's not okay. Where's his number show that he lines up? It's outside, right? I'm just saying, like, even no matter where you're lined up, the total number of catches you give up versus the total number of combined tackles you have, like you can't, you can't only get 52 combined tackles but give up 50 catches. Yeah, that's the thing for me. It's like people are catching. Like he caught the ball and you were the defender, <laughs> and you did not tackle him. Is what that says. That that that's what it says. It's like he caught the ball on you and you did not tackle him. Uh, 
I don't think even when he was on the Lions, he was ever really that great at tackling. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can look at that right now. I don't think he's always been that good at tackling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that that's fair, but he he's there. He's a good player, I think. He had a kind of a down year. Yeah, he's never. I was surprised. He's never clipped over over seventy okay. tackles. Yeah, combined. Ah, that's not great. So I mean, that's tell you right there. He ain't tackling as much as you probably like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry he tackled that much. I think his highs was 60 something. All right, we got like a three way tie for 13 through 15. Uh, of course, we got a safety in here because we got to. But we got Justin Simmons of the Broncos, Buda Baker for the Cardinals. He's still the Cardinals, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Nika yeah. Fitzpatrick with the Steelers, all at 49. Good three way tie. That's a tough Yeah. Whew. Look, this was interesting for me. I think, for me, the highest person I had out of these three was Justin Simmons. I thought his season last year was ridiculously good. Uh, who, are, who are y'all taking out of this three-way tie? I'm taking Justin, then Mika, and Buddha. I write Buddha 23rd, so that lets you know I probably ain't taking Buddha. I had Minka the highest. Oh, so we all had a different highest person. So that's not a good way to break the tie. I mean, we could talk the stats real quick. Oh. I, I should have them all with me. So Buda Baker played and started all 17 games last season. That was a big plus for me. He only gave up two touchdowns. Also a big plus for me. He had 98 combined tackles, 63 solo. One fumble recovery, two sacks, three interceptions. He, however, was only targeted 32 times, but gave up 68.6% of those targets for 22 catches. Oh, dude. So I don't I don't blame you for having him having him at the kind of the bottom there. Uh Justin Simmons, he also started all 17 games, had five interceptions, 12 pass breakups, one and a half sacks, 88 tackles, gave up three touchdowns. 14.2 yards per catch he gave up. He was targeted 54 times, gave up 32 of those. That is 59.3% of his targets. Mika had a combined. Yeah, Mika had the most tackles out of all of them. He had 124, 40 assisted, and then he had two interceptions, didn't take anything to the crib. Uh, Buddha, three interceptions. I'm pretty sure he didn't get hawked down last year by DK. Yeah, the year, the year before, before, I think. He had. 98 tackles combined, yeah. two sacks. So he definitely probably, when he lines up in the slot. Mika, Mika was targeted 56 times. He gave up 35 of them. That is 62.5% for Oh, so he's the second worst. worst. Mika's the worst in coverage. Uh, the, I think uh, who the first person I said was Buda Baker gave up 68.8. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I, I didn't have no... I didn't have that much love for Justin Simmons. Not that like I didn't like respect his game or nothing. I just didn't really watch that many Denver games last year. So for this ranking, I had to go back and watch Denver games. And luckily enough, I was playing with the Broncos in my Madden franchise. So I was like, okay, let me watch this man's highlights because like I'm hawking everything down in the game with him. And uh, I looked up his stats, went back, and just watched some of the games that he played in. He's really like that. And he's paired with Patrick Sertain. They got a bunch of young linebackers. Bradley Chubb, like I think their defense. Oh still to yeah, go for it. especially anchoring him, anchoring it with Pat Sertain is going to be insane. That is interesting. That this is a weird three way tie because we all had a different person like at the very top of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have. I didn't look in depth in, in Mika's. I was just going off of what I've seen Mika do. Two years ago, he like was just insane. watching the games. Yeah, he probably tailed off. He's been tailing off yeah, maybe a little bit, especially that first year in Pittsburgh. Crazy. His numbers were nuts. So at 16, we have another two-way tie between Denzel Ward and Jair Alexander at a total of 51 points. Uh, look, y- y'all can fight this one out. Uh, I ain't got a big one for it. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the only difference between them, I think Jair plays in the slot more, but I think Denzel's actually faster. I mean, they both deal with the same thing because Denzel Ward, he, well, he just lined up against chasing them boys on the Bengals this past season because he was actually yeah. healthy, right? So, but before that, he wasn't seeing no crazy receivers. Same thing with like, yeah, but Jair. Denzel you know played. I, mean? I, I had been Denzel above Jair, Jair because he played he played fifteen games this season, so like he was actually out there. He he did all right. He had three interceptions, a defensive touchdown, ten pass breakups, only gave up four touchdowns, and nine point three yards per reception. But he did give up sixty percent of the targets thrown his way. Yeah, I had Denzel at nineteen, just above, just barely above Marcus Peters, and I'm definitely probably taking Marcus Peters over. I had Jair Alexander. I know a bit higher. Yeah, I had him at eighteen. So, and it, that's just, I think, going off pure potential because we, we don't know coming off the injury how exactly he's going to bounce back. But I think just going off pure potential, I like him a bit okay. more. But I do think it's really close. All right, facts, facts. All right, number 18 is interesting because we have not had any teammates placed on this list until now. But number 18 at 52 points is Pat Sertain the second. There are two Denver Broncos on this list. Like that says some shit. That says some shit. Like like that back half of that defense is nutty. Like um, Pastor Tain is having had a crazy rookie season. Like he played 16 games, started in 15 of them, gave us four interceptions, nine pass breakups. And the big part about it for me was People were not converting on him. They targeted him 96 times. He gave up 49 catches. That's 51% of the time. And only three touchdowns. They tried to get they tried to get the rookie like they <laughs> ain't know who that man dad was crazy. I, damn, yeah, they were throwing it, they were throwing it at him and they were not having any luck. Like Marshawn Lattimore had people had more luck against him, had more luck against Derwin James, Xavier Howard, Kevin Byard, like JC Jackson is I think maybe the only person on this list who people had worse luck against. Those are some <laughs> names too. Yeah. Like Pastor Tate is a rookie. That that's his rookie season. Like, that's going to be nasty. At 53, uh, total combined point of 53, our number 19 is Trayvon Diggs. And he's only this far down because Sam did not rank him, which gave him a total score of 26 points. That was an accident. I had him ranked on the first version I sent you, but I accidentally left him unranked on the second. There are dudes I would move him above, definitely, from my top 25 but we have talked about kind of like the risk that goes into his game i wouldn't have him top 10 top 15 he would probably be somewhere in the 20s if i had to say 
interceptions is not the main thing I value when going into this. And obviously, he had the most deflections as well as the most interceptions mm-hmm. last year. But just those big plays, obviously, when you're getting the ball for your team, a lot of it is made up for if you give up a big play here and there. But I think I just need to see more consistency, not just going for interceptions, but trying to make sure the offense doesn't advance the ball is kind of the number one priority. Uh, and I think some of the guys in our more like elite tier top 10 rankings, they get the interceptions as well as just stop the offense from advancing the ball and they don't become a liability ever. So that's why I have him just outside of the elite tier, but definitely didn't mean to leave him off my second rankings entirely. All right, I'm going to be honest. I think Trayvon Diggs got so much hype last year, it kind of became cool to hate on him. Like, when they were like, he gives up the most yards in the league, et cetera, et cetera, all the big plays, which is true, but, like, he's not doing it in such a ridiculous fashion that you should knock him. Like, we talked about Marshawn Lattimore earlier, who gives up almost as many yards as him, and people were like, Marshawn Lattimore played well. Like, Nobody besides J.C. Jackson was close to his interception numbers, like ballpark close to his interception numbers, like 11 picks, two touchdowns, 21 passes defend. Like the, the, the impact he has on the game, I think, makes him a top 10 corner. It just top 10 defensive back in general. It just kind of has to like I get he might give up a big play here and there, but he only gave up four touchdowns. He only gave up four touchdowns. He scored two. Like, it's like, I get it, but the Cowboys want him to gamble because the gambles were successful often enough that it just changed the entire landscape of games for them. And when you can do something like that on your own, that's just something special. Like, he'll probably get better at gambling at more right times, but I don't ever think the Cowboys want him to be all that more discerning. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think it's it's something that we as fans and just people commenting on the game have to take into account of like, you don't want to buy into the hype too much, but you also don't want to do the other thing of trying not to buy into the hype so much that you kind of knock their game or take away from it. So that's definitely something that I think I need to, to go into this year. Just thinking about Trayvon Diggs and other people. It's just like, don't get in to so much narrative, just like, what are the numbers? What is the eye test? Like, because that's something I really wrestled with, with ranking him of like, he gets the ball for his team. The more your team can have the ball, more they have a chance of scoring the ball and winning the game. And just balancing that with giving up yards, obviously didn't give up a ton of touchdowns. So that's not the the main concern. But the yards and the occasional big play are things that you do have to worry about. But I totally agree that what his team is asking him to do is to be aggressive and go get the ball for them. So you can't knock him for playing into that system. Yeah, I I love the ability to go up and get the ball. I hate when corners don't play the ball or like they're they just don't get their head around to see where the ball's at. So I think it's a big thing. I mean, it was something early on, like Marcus Peters figured out when he was on the Chiefs and the Rams. Marcus Peters' numbers on the Rams, boy, he was giving up a lot of yardage. But it's also a big deal being able to take somebody off, but take the pick, you know, from someone. But I think he can just get better from here, and he'll move up the list eventually. 
you know, just craft his game. Like early on, uh, people realize they can hit Mark Spears with a double move. Shit, they still be hitting him with double moves. So if Diggs gets, they're like, okay, like, hey, I know they're going to do this. Because that's what I'm pretty sure that Tim Patrick also, Patrick route was a double Patriots move. Also, caught him with a double move on think- Mac for that touchdown at the end of the game. Hey, no. No, see, people say that. I want to bring this up because me and Terrence talk about it because Terrence is a Pats fan. I think when he hit that double move, I think he thought the safety was supposed to be over the top. So when he turned his head, because he turned away, he could have still played the ball, but I think he thought the safety was going to come do something. Because you can see, like, he let he lets up, and he's and he's just like... So I think it was really on the safety. He was probably ex- expecting the safety to either knock him off or just pick the ball because he did let up. I don't think he would have did that. If it wasn't because they weren't playing, man, yeah. I think they were in zone. Okay. All right. Our number 20. Yo, this is wild. Our number 20 was only ranked by one person. And it was Sam. Jamal Adams at 20 rounds out our list. This is I stupid. mean, look, this is <laughs> you got to talk. To- I'm projecting a bounce back. I, yeah, you you got to talk to <laughs> us about Blitz Boy and the and his number six ranking on your list that puts him at our number 20. Well, one, probably some legacy just goes into there not wanting to disrespect someone that's been his first couple of years in the league just like really make me think that maybe the last two are anomalies and he can give back to sort of the level of elite defense he was playing. The really big thing is just games played last two seasons. He's only been able to play in 12 games. Uh, And the other thing that the last year that really sticks out is just the 13.4 yards per completion. Still pretty, uh, pretty good rate. Like, they're only converting it at a 58% rate when he's uh, guarding and only targeted 51 times. So it's not like they're going at him a lot. I still think he's respected as someone move around the field and play some coverage too. But obviously his value comes in in terms of creating tackles, getting to the quarterback, making pressure. Uh, and I think that's something that he can get back to this coming season. So I would say that this is kind of also something that you're balancing when going into rankings. How much are you going just off last year versus how much do you project improvement or even for some players bouncing back and getting back to a level of play that they've been at? I'm not the only one that likes Jamal Adams either. Like fantasy still likes him a lot for his like uh, ability to create points within the Seahawks defense. So um, yeah, for that, I still think he's worthy of making the list, but I definitely understand why, based off the last two seasons, people are skeptical of, of calling him one of the more elite DBs. And I would only say still. the last one season. Hey, hear me out. 2020 was nonsense, crazy for him. I'm putting that motherfucker at linebacker how I'm the Seahawks, bro. Not to, like, I just feel like his skill set of how he plays, I would rather have him in a situation where he picks up like the outside flats or maybe like a little bit that's not too far out instead of having him have to play center field when you got control digs who can play center field. I just feel like he'd be better served there because you look at the impact he makes intermediate, like getting the sacks, the tackles. Like I feel like he, and he's, he's a big, he's not small. He's six one. Like you probably could put him at linebacker and he'd be fine. So I think I would try it, you know, especially as much as he plays in the box. I feel like, 
career wise, that yeah. would be a bigger benefit for him. Because I'm tired of like he doesn't look great at uh, like in coverage, you know. But most linebackers, other than Darius Leonard and Fred Warner and Devon- Levante David, don't look good in coverage. Yeah. But the thing is, they're not giving up. They're not way in the back where they're the last line of defense, and you're like, hey, bro, like. You got to make the play on the ball or something. Yeah, for me, it was just his fall off from 2020. Because 2020, he had nine and a half sacks and 26 quarterback pressures. Like, that is insane. That is insane. But then he went from that to zero sacks and six quarterback pressures in 2021. And that's what couldn't get him on the list for me. Like, that 2020 season, I still think is crazy. Because he comes over from the Jets to the Seahawks in the beginning of that season. And, like... He like he couldn't cover for shit. Like people got seventy eight percent of the passes they threw like, threw at him, but he was not trying to cover for shit. <laughs> like he had defensive end stat like stat sack numbers that year. <laughs> it is insane. It is insane. Like he is he definitely has a talent to be like up there for sure. I just the last year fall off was weird. Um we got like a couple of guys in the last 21 and 25 range that just did not make the list just barely. I think uh, one that was interesting that we touched on was Harrison Smith. You talked about him being a hard hitter. Marcus Peters not making the list was kind of hard, man, because I had Marcus Peters all the way up at 14. Like this guy is different. Marlon Humphreys gets a lot of like the coverage and like attention. But Marcus Peters is different, man. Like, I I thought I I was shocked at how good he was, especially the previous year before this last one. Stephon Gilmore is the last person I want to talk about. He was ranked twenty three for us. Are we expecting about like? And it's weird just because Gilly barely played at all last year, right? Injury, trade, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what do we expect from Stephon Gilmore on the Colts? I mean, they don't. I don't. I remember I looked this up. They don't play that much man, so he plays man. But I think at this age, him being able to drop back in zone won't be the end all be all. So I think he'll be fine. He does have other people around him that play good in coverage too. So he's not going to be by himself. Darius Leonard's good in coverage. We all we already talked about uh Kenny Moore. They do have a safety that is young, so. They're going to be okay. I think he, he won't have, like, an MVP bounce back. I'd be – he gets an MVP bounce back, like, I'd be shocked. Like, that would be shocking to me. But I think he definitely has a good comeback year, probably top finishes top 15. Yeah, I had him at 21, just outside my top 20, just for all the reasons you said, Anthony. And just, we haven't seen him play in a minute, but it feels wrong to leave him off the list altogether from what we have seen. And, and he's in a good situation, like he said other people uh, that can uh, sort of take the, the pressure off of just him. So I, I, I expect a good bounce back season, but I, I also would be surprised if he was like up there in conversation for defensive MVP or something like that. And there's not, there's not a receiver in that conference. Is mm-hmm. like, was he in the AFC South? Nobody's going to torture him. You know what I mean? Brandon like the Cooks. best best receiver is Robert Woods coming off an injury, and then Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? So, like one of those, like Brandon Cooks is gonna get numbers, but is it gonna be on Gilly? Yeah, I probably don't think so. You know what I mean? Match up so the speed guy with Gilly at in like year five or whatever, coming <laughs> off injury. 
Bro, not even. Gilly's gonna press him, bro. He he might not even get off the line from Gilly like that. So, uh, but another big name we ain't mentioned, bro. We really got three Marcus Ravens Williams. on here if we think about it. Oh man, he was Marcus out twenty five. Big dog. Yeah, he was. He's twenty five. I think uh, he's gonna do be special for Baltimore. He's a safety that predominantly only plays in the back. Like he's not the safety that moves up into the box, doesn't move in the slot. He's just a center field safety. Uh, I don't think his interception numbers are all that crazy. If I had the, let me check again. What did y'all think about Micah Yo, Hyde? You're the only person that ranked. That's oh, one I we think, also have. Maybe I think you were the only person that ranked him. He did end up inside the top twenty-five, so that makes sense. That yeah, because you had him me. all the way up at thirteen. Marcus Williams had two picks, eight pass breakups, one point five. Yeah, five uh, forced fumbles. Marcus Williams is very interesting because he was targeted 43 times, but only gave up 21 catches. That's a 48.8 completion percentage against him. He's a young dude, too, so I feel like he's just going to learn more in that system with all he got. To, he's going to have Marlowe. He's going to have Hump. I, no matter what anybody says, I know Chuck Clark, maybe they might move him or maybe he's not going to be on the team eventually. He's still... I mean, talent-wise, Chuck Clark ain't got the best talent. But does he know where he needs to be and understands that? Yes. He is a better, way better version of Daniel Source. Is that like, saying all that He's definitely much? someone you can have on the field. I mean, yeah, when you know you're going to be, you're not going to give a – I mean, he was a punching bag to Earl Thomas. I'm saying he's a better practice, version of Daniel Source. I just think he's – Because all people did was shit on Daniel oh. Source all year long. <laughs> like – Bro, all I know is – Chucky ain't gonna give him no plays like I, that. Chuck damn sure gonna drop the ball though. If he got an interception, like Jordan Love Chuck was gonna picking drop the off ball, James Orson last year. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh hey, you know, you know who we didn't mention? Mm. Two corners or safeties we didn't mention. They should get some love. Adrian Amos, he's older, but he's consistent. And then oh, his, I thought his, you were gonna his, say his running mate, Darnell Savage. Young dude, but. No, 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 no. I don't think Jordan Porter's all that. Can I make my Micah Hyde pitch real quick? Yeah, make the Micah Hyde Coming off all-pro season, uh, all-pro second-team season, five interceptions, a forced fumble, four tackles for loss, hit the quarterback twice, 53 solo tackles. He had a solid-ass year. He does kind of fill up every every little box there. I Like... And he took one yes, to the house. Yeah, and that that's that thing we talked and about though. The system he got so many people they can and he send played him. seventeen. Yeah, games, all seventeen. Anthony. That's facts. He gave up sixty four point four percent of the targets thrown at him, which there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like there, like that. <laughs> this is actually something that stuck out to me is how good offenses are this year that a guy that's given up like 60% of his passes are, is like really good. Like our number one corner in the league gave up 59.2% of the passes throw his way. Like that's how fucking good offenses are nowadays. <laughs> like it's insane. Bro. It's like you lose six out of 10 times. What a great job. <laughs> like like that's 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 why JC Jackson stuck out so crazy to me. Like that, like on so many targets. But Micah Hyde, like Micah Hyde, he definitely filled up the stat sheet in ways that I will admit that I actively did not give him enough credit for. Like 
Yeah, I just didn't give him enough credit for that. I'm, I'll be honest. I didn't look. I didn't give him enough shine because I feel like he's not the biggest focal point in that mm-hmm. unit. Or no, Mike is. I'm talking about Jordan Pooler. Like, I feel like Micah is a bigger point in that unit. Between Micah, I think it's Johnson. They have a slot corner. Be picking people. He's pretty nasty in the slot. I forget his, his name. I know his last name is Johnson. Okay. Light-skinned dude. He's I mean, this is a pretty round list. I like this list. The the, um, the corners are deep, man. Like, there are actually so many good corners and, like, relatively good safeties. Like, this was a much deeper list than I thought it was going to be. I thought this list was more competitive than the wide receivers. I think with the uh, with the safeties, I feel like it's it's easier because you you get more statistics with the tackles and everything. At corner, you're kind of like, all right, well, mm-hmm. you take into account what receivers do you see? You know, are you the corner that follows everybody? Are you the corner that you might not have that much comp? Do you but have someone on the other side of you? That safety, yeah, they they run from that. That's why Jalen no, different. Only a handful. He 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 was yelling at the receiver to stop running, like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, hey, honestly, I think that's something they realize because we, like we said, Jalen's the one playing man. So it kind of throws off the whole zone if the man comes across and they don't communicate right away and yeah. then they just hike it. Devontae I mean, Adams, Devontae Adams, Adams you know ate, what I mean? ate that game. Oh, man. Oh, pretty, he he did. Yeah, he different. He Boy, different. That man I like ungodly, this a lot. Bro. Um, let, let's let's move different. into wrapping up here. We're at the hour mark. Uh, shout out to everybody that's listening. We really appreciate y'all. Make sure wherever you're listening, you like, subscribe, you know, drop a comment or whatever. Juice the fucking algorithm for your boys and help us out a little bit. I mean, that's the game, right? Like, you know, <laughs> and we really appreciate it. You can always contact yep. us at the Fly Route Pod on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. You know, we respond to stuff. We get like, we like hearing what y'all think. And trying to incorporate it back into the episodes. Super uh, active so on Twitter. Holla at us. We appreciate y'all so much. And we cannot wait to give you all episode 77 next week. The, 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 the Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod.